Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 77 of Up and Down Golf Podcast with your host Slim, my co-host Benny. Benny, what's going on today? Uh, I feel like dog shit. <laughs> That's different than your usual. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Things yeah. are good. It's not a switch up in a good way. I don't know if you can tell from my horrific voice today that I'm insanely congested, just just grinding it out today. Uh, I had my flu flu game, my Jordan flu game last night in hockey. I was already getting sick, but I'm like, I got to play. It's our finals. And then we lost, and now I'm just sick. So it's not lose-lose there. Yeah, it's a tough one. At least you didn't yeah. have to go into work today, though. Well, I worked from home, and then I had to miss work golf. So another loss. Like, it just did. Yeah. <laughs> Zero tough, wins this tough week. Tough day so to call sick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Unreal. Yeah, what about you, man? How are you well, doing? Well, I didn't know if you were going to ask or not. Yeah, Self-propel uh, the question, but good, dude. Uh, you know, just live the dream, trying to work out some swing stuff. Worked with the Nezzy a little bit yesterday at the range. So, you know, trying to implement some things to kind of get it back to where it should be. That's good. Mm-hmm. I Just quick thought. Does anyone who says I'm living the dream actually live the dream? Or like, because when I think, when I see someone who probably is actually living the dream, they're just like, ah, oh, day's all right. <laughs> you know, like just another day. I've never heard someone go, I'm living the dream. And then I look at them, I'm like, no, they didn't. <laughs> never. <laughs> I don't know. I guess that's an interesting take. Yeah. I mean, you're living someone's dream. I guess. Yeah, for sure. You could say that. It makes that truth, I guess. Living a dream. Living a dream. Like I said, someone's, (laughs) you're always living someone else's dream. Fair enough. Even if you don't think it is, you know, someone would be dying to live your dream today. Being sick in Canada at home and hanging out. Can't be taking that for granted. Getting out of a hot tub. Absurd sentence. Yeah, exactly. Um, moving on to some golf talk, uh, specifically t- targeted towards you. Did we finish last week off air speaking about golf clubs? Like, did you get new golf clubs again? Was that am, am I foggy brain right now, or did that happen? Okay. Yes, I did get new golf clubs. Okay, <laughs> oh I did. God. I got new irons. Got fitted for the seven seventies last year. Thought they're going to be the ones. They weren't the ones. They weren't the ones. It's just as simple as that. They were not the ones. So then I got thinking, was really hoping to get the new CB Callaway irons. They came out. They look nice. Yeah, I know you were talking about those. Then I read the description. I think I already said it's for discerning tour pros or elite ball strikers. That is not <laughs> slim. So right. gas those, went to the next best thing, the Apex TCBs. If you don't know those ones, uh, my buddy John Rom uses them. Alexander Shoffley uses them. Blah, 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 blah. It goes on and on and on. Yeah. I was like, I got my, I got to get my hands on these. They're discontinued too, by the way. So, wow, chalk it up. So yeah, I got new irons. Just got the shafts flipped from the seven seventies into them, and um, and you you played them. club C's. You played club C's with them, right? And that didn't go well. Yeah, no, I didn't have my shafts in them. But yeah, that might okay. have been that might have been that, a misplay. That might have been a misplay. Yeah, no, for sure. But I mean, hey, you didn't have the shafts in them, so that's not a true test yet. I wouldn't say. No. No, it's, it's, and it's, and with the stuff I was working on last night, you know, it's, it's progressing. I wouldn't say it's there. I wouldn't say it's not, it's progressing. That's all I can ask yeah. for. There's going to be nice. bad mistakes in the progressions, but you know, you got to take it and run. Right. So exactly. But yes, yeah, so I, I did get new clubs, but I am trying to hold another driver till November. That, that was a goal of mine. So that's still in the bag. Nice. I'm proud of you. Yes. Dude's got commitment issues with the golf clubs. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate that. Well, it's just like it's just a fact. Like it's not really a question. It was more of just like a statement. 
But okay. well, <laughs> right. we'll stop ripping on you. It's early. We got commitment issues, I guess. <laughs> Say it ain't so. Say it ain't so. Whoa, whoa. Um, it's a good tune. You, you you know that tune? I do know that's some Weezer, but yeah, you didn't sound oh, quite like him. I'm wow. sorry, I'm I'm teeing off on you. It's like nine o'clock on a Tuesday. That was so good that you picked up that song because if that was a movie they, quote, you weren't picking up on that sucker. No, no, yeah, no, not a chance. I can do the music once in a while, but definitely right. not the music. music yeah, stuff. I know you're a big band guy, festival guy. So either way, <laughs> let's get into the BMW Championship, uh, Olympia Fields North Course. I don't know if you were watching it, but holy Sunday, what a day! Victor Hovland absolutely yeah. he, talk about teeing off. He teed off on the field. Uh, 28 on the back. I think he had seven birdies. He went birdie, 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 par, birdie, birdie, par, birdie, birdie. That might have been 10. He had seven birdies. Yeah, I think he only missed one green. He might have even bad. had all greens and missed like one fairway. Or and he didn't like didn't have any long putts either. They were all no. in the... In Everything the was like under 10 or 12 feet for sure. Yeah, yeah. he actually had 12 threes in 18 hole span and some huh. guy on Twitter made the note that the Chicago Bulls in in the NBA had 50 games this season where they didn't have 12 threes, which That's is incredible. An absurd comparison, but yeah, fair enough. That's I don't know. Impressive. I don't know what the average is in that. Like, I don't know if that's like if they're like we're at the bottom of the league. Uh, I think the lower but, half for sure. But well, I, I would hope so if he's using them as the example, unless he's a big Chicago Bulls guy. But, <laughs> yeah. He also in his back nine, he he gained. Plus six point four nine shots on the field. That's so absurd. That's not real. Well, he was turning the back at four shots down. Speaking of which, tonight Caleb's gonna love this. He was up four on me at going into eight, and I beat him. <laughs> how how rattled was he? <laughs> yeah, he was rattled. I told him I wouldn't bring it up. To you. He said, "You you bring that up with the pod." I go, "No," but I had to. It's okay. He's probably had a couple pops and forgot about it. Yeah, except he'd be listening to this when he's driving to work in the morning at like 8 a.m. <laughs> Bring it back up. Yeah. Slightly take, hungover take, now. <laughs> take a hit of that vape, buddy. Uh, anyways, another couple interesting stats this week. Brendan Todd. You may have heard of him, maybe you haven't. Long-time tour pro. He broke a record this week. Record 64 pars is the most pars over a four-day span on the PJ Tour in the last 40 years. That's kind of a sick stat, but like he had two uh, bir- two birdies, five bogeys, sixty four pars. Jesus, that's like kind of boring, no? For him, well, that's what they're saying. It's a boring stat. Yeah, that's just a that's just a Brendan Todd stat. I think yeah. <laughs> like if you're, you're going to tie like that a, to a couple sound, players, that sounds like sounds like a boring guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, still, that's yeah. pretty sick, man. If you were to tell me I could have half as many of those pars in like two weeks of golf, like I'd be pretty fired up. <laughs> yeah, literally. And another big thing that happened was. The two of the longest droughts for the tour championship got snapped this week. Do you know who they were? Uh, I, I just kind of looked at the sheet. So, oh, okay. So you want to say I'll say it then? Yeah. So, JT, seven years tour championship. See you later. Hideki Matsuyama, nine years. See you later. Um, the leaders now are Rom, Fina, and Scheffler at six years. Hmm. I feel like the Matsuyama one was overdue. Yeah, because like he's been really good for a long time. So I mean, I'm honestly surprised that just finished. Like I would have anticipated or thought that finished like a couple years ago for sure. And did he not make it, or did he just did he withdrew? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say he didn't. I don't think he really played. Yeah. So there you go. But yeah, any others? He didn't even he didn't even get in the playoffs. So yeah, he's not even in the elevated events next year. 
Yeah, that's so wild. <laughs> he's got a one of biggest events. He he didn't get a sponsor exemption then, which I think is a little totally. crazy. Yeah, but, I mean, I guess that's the whole idea, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, you got anything else to wrap up last week? No, I was watching a lot on Sunday. I was absolutely vegged out on my couch, it's just down bad. But uh, yeah, it was weird to watch Scotty. Like, we'll briefly touch on the fact that he like technically didn't close out, <laughs> dude. He, is, and he was looking good to start he, the round. Yeah, he he was putting pretty well throughout the week, which has been his big flaw this year is just being below average in putting. And as soon as he's even close to average, he just dominates. But uh, it wasn't really even him playing that bad at golf. It was just the fact that Hovland was Hovland being an absolute over. freak of nature. Yeah. And, so, I mean, and good, good for him. I'm stoked to see him win. Yeah. I was literally saying if there was anyone that I wanted to like see do that, it was probably him, especially like looking at the guys that were in the top four or five there. I was like, I like Scotty enough where I'm okay if he wins, but if Hovland can pull this off, it'd be pretty cool. Did one of us pick Hovland last week? You might have. I certainly. I think I not. picked Shot Alexander, my boy, and which I got a good stat coming in for this week. Yeah. And I think I thought I might have picked him. Damn, we're gonna have to go back and listen to ba- listen back to that because it's Cause that would be one more win to close out the year. You know, that'd be number one. <laughs> yeah, crack the goose egg. Um, oh. speaking of like big time players, the Ryder Cup picks, the automatic six were announced, obviously based off points. Brooks Kepka fell out of the six, but we'll get into that in a second. Scheffler, yeah. Wyndham Clark, Patrick Cantley, Brian Harmon, Alexander Shoffley, and Max Homer are the six. Now, are you taking Brooks? Yes or no? 100% yes for me. It's you not even a D- question. You taking DeChambeau? Uh, no, not necessarily. No, no. You no. taking JT? I would have leaned JT a lot more if Spieth was in there. Speed's gonna be a captain's pick, though. No questions asked. How he, many did I get? Two or six? I get six. Oh, six. Okay, then yeah, yeah. Speed will hundred percent be in there. Yeah. Um. Then yeah, I'm taking JT for sure as well. JT and or uh, Kepka are like the two guys that are lost. What about Lucas Glover? Oh my god, I don't know if you ride the hot stick. Like, how did he finish this last weekend? Not ideal. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably staying away from him. Honestly, he sweats too much. What about Ricky Fowler? I'm taking Ricky as well because I want that trio to be playing together and oh, it'd be so the most electric the boys. thing ever. Yeah, yeah. The boys. That's okay. Team chemistry well, to the max. Good news is, is that the August 29th, 10 a.m. Captain picks are being announced, so you can tune in for that. Not that we'll have big that, birthday. but I'm sure Golf <laughs> Channel. Ooh, big birthday for Ben. Maybe he'll get picked. Psych. <laughs> yeah. Um. Me how about this? It, this is a cool little uh, tidbit. I think that's what that's called. Tidbit. Um, tidbit. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. U.S. Junior, U.S. Am, two huge um, amateur golf um, tournaments in the U.S. Two people have done it twice. One ha- one just accomplished it. Who do you think the other person was? It's always a tiger stat. It generally just is, especially yeah. if it has anything to do with junior golf. That guy's so dominant. Yeah. So Tiger Woods had done it, but now our boy, not our boy, I don't know, Nick Dunlop. Has accomplished it as well, dude. That's what crazy. Three, how old is he? Oh, now nah, you're asking the tough questions. I don't yeah, know. I know that's okay. That's just a quick Google for anybody. So yeah, I'm but assuming dude, not old to, to be in. When you're in a stat, and the only other name that you have in that stat is Tiger Woods, it's always a good thing. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of those conversations though. 
I feel like there's a lot of those random names that are just thrown in random Tiger stats because he holds so many of them. Yeah, I mean, the U.S. Junior USAM, like, to win either one is insane, and then to win both is, like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. You're but get out. this. So Nick Dunlop began the 123rd USAM by playing a wrong ball on his third hole. Don't know how he didn't get disqualified for that, but I got to look huh. into that. Four putting his fifth hole and being five over through seven. Wow. Wow. So back. he grinded back. And big caddy tip here. His caddy, Jeff Curl, wrote on the eighth hole of Dunlop's yardage book, I think, obviously, because he was five through seven. He's probably like, holy shit, what are we doing here? He wrote on, just wrote it flat out in quotations because that's what I'm saying. He said this. This can be an amazing all in cap story if you let go and let it happen. And boom, went out and won. Happened. <laughs> Happened. He's 19, good. by the way. I had to give it a quick Google. Oh, there you go. 19. That's good. So he's good like for him. Tom Kim's age. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Well, what can you do? So, yeah. Good for him. That's cool. Next big thing I wanted to talk. How about Andy Ogletree? Remember that guy? He played on the PJ Tour for a long time. Yeah, I recognize the last name. He's kind of like a tall, lengthier guy. European, obviously. Uh So how about this resurgence? He was hurt out of money. Don't know how he went. lost out of money. There might be a backstory to that. (laughs) There's got to be something else. Because he was pretty big on tour. But anyways, took his, didn't have status, took his one P or live start. Knew knowing that he was going to get suspended for the PJ Tour, shot plus twenty four, but got the one hundred and twenty k, and that kept him going. This past year, he's won three times on the Asian Tour, which is the only tour he can play because yeah. of the live stuff. Um, and don't anyone by seven shots this week. On Ew. top of that, pretty much anyone in live is playing on that tour. So there's like Abraham Answer, Ian Poulter, Jason Kokrak, uh, Lahari, which is he's like yeah, uh, yeah, 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 like not like no name dudes. Like these guys are like answers a great player. Holter's yeah. obviously past his prime. Kokrak was big before he left for Live. He was just mm-hmm. kind of making his mark on the PJ Tour. I think he has well two majors. I think he has two wins. Um, and Lahari, so cool story. I mean, he's older. He's an older guy. Mm-hmm. So see what happens with that. You always but, love to see stuff like that. Hopefully, it doesn't. Uh, I mean, like not not being a. Uh, I'm not assuming where his money went, but hopefully it doesn't go to the same place as it went before. I'm I'm guessing. Yeah, I don't know. Make it last a bit longer. I don't know if it went to like horses, drugs, uh, drinking. Uh, I don't know. Who knows? Whatever. Maybe maybe just didn't make it a lot, or maybe a, a bad investment. Who knows? I'm not chirping him. I'm just saying. <laughs> lost some money. Um, I do want to bring up last week's between club segment because that was just the most ridiculous thing we probably could have asked. And Did I got talk multiple, to anybody about it. Yeah, talked to multiple people about it. Yeah, I said it was the dumbest thing. No, nah, I don't think so. I think it was. I know. I think we agreed that we disagreed there, though. But my brother did call me an idiot too. Actually, well, no, Harry was not fired up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's dumb. A little bit, a little bit, but I, I think it's. I think it made sense. I think I had an argument that could be listened to. You know. You think? Yeah, but just that probably. Yeah. Okay. I'm not. I'm not knocking you for using your stupid slope and whatever. You do what you want to do. I just think. Uh, I just don't get how you can get any more like stupid to not use it. But <laughs> that was for last week's conversation. So yeah. I guess we'll uh, 
we'll, we'll, we'll move on to this week's segment. And I got a little pick four for you. Sounds Here. good. Over under 15 sniffles for me so far this episode. You ever heard of a Kleenex tissue? I've used so many damn, like through a box and a half. Your nose isn't red. <laughs> I don't want to make a joke. I'm going to hold back. Let's hear the between clubs. You should have said the joke. Anyways, which superpower would you choose? Never miss a putt inside five feet. Get up and down from every bunker. Hit every green inside 150 yards. Always outdrive your playing partners. I want to hit that green every single time at 150 in. So I pondered this myself, and I was debating between the bunker one, but I was like... How often do you hit a bunker? Like, let's think about taking statistics and how how much you're able to take advantage of the superpower. That's not like that's good for tough times, but you're not in a bunker every hole. Uh, want some thought too? If you're hitting the green every time from 150, and you're probably not going to be in very many bunkers. Okay, <laughs> that was good. Secondly, if I'm always out driving my playing partners, that doesn't mean you're in play. It just means you're out driving them. So I gas that one. That's an ego thing too. You're not like that, you know. Yeah, then it came between the never miss a five-foot putt and hitting a green inside 150, and then I thought, mm-hmm. how many times do I miss a putt on a round inside five feet? Because pretty much when I play three-footers or gimmies, <laughs> I'm really <laughs> battling like a two-footer. So yeah. I completely agree. I came to the conclusion, hit every green inside 150, and I think that would save me, honestly, probably at least eight shots around. Fair enough, yeah. And, and I think like... You're fairly confident in your putting, even when you do putt out, right? Like it's you don't yeah. find it's one of your weaker suits. And I would say kind of the same with me. But if you're someone who really doesn't trust your putting, like there is nothing more frustrating than missing like multiple three to five footers like in a round. Like that is so infuriating. We're missing I a green, like to... I can get over it, like but, missing green. But from five feet, unless you're Caleb, you're automatic two putt. <laughs> yeah, I know. But and still. if if you hit from inside the green, so that means if you get on the green, you could five putt, and most and the worst you're going to make is double. Yeah, that's true. That is true. It's kind of a dumb thing that it was out on Golf Digest. I saw it, and I like I said, I I like my my thought, not my thought. But like you also got to think the bunkers would count if you're like hitting a fairway bunker shot. Like you technically get up and down. That's like a lot of birdies, honestly. So maybe you're just aiming for bunkers. Did, did that? Hmm. I could do that. I could I do know. that. I just think that one would be the biggest. Like, I, I honestly think it would probably, I think it would honest. Yeah. I think it would save me eight shots around. I think, I think that's a good over under. Yeah. Yeah. No, the driver one is definitely the dumbest out of that one. If like I were to look at all of them and pick which one is the most pointless, the driver it should one just be, you hit every fairway. Yeah. But I definitely have a couple buddies that are like, totally would, would have picked that without even thinking. Because they're big ego guys. Come on. Be well, that's because those guys would, if they picked the green one, they'd five putt. So they're still making doubles. And if they pick <laughs> the never miss a five footer, they don't have a putt inside five feet. So they wouldn't get to use it. And yeah, then guys like Sam Leader, they don't even hit the green and they pick up their ball and move to the next hole. Throw me down as a five. Ooh, that one. That was a Scream low blow. Green. Low blow. Low blow. He deserved it. He subbed in for us last night in hockey and got two penalties. So that was sick. Uh, good for him. Yeah, he's not my good books. Good for him. Um, you got anything else golf related? Not really. Like moving into this week, I guess it, I'm excited to watch it. Except it is one of the more anticlimactic feelings 
starting that tournament just because of the stroke lead, even though it makes complete so sense. So dumb. We talked about it last year. I just, I just, ah, I just can't get behind it. I just don't understand what else they're supposed to do. I feel like we had ideas last year, but if they were that good, they would have come back to mind really quickly. I just think it's so dumb for the guy that's like 10 shots back on day one. Yeah, like you're only picking, like if you're betting this stuff, like if I could eat my words here, and I hope I kind of do because it would make for an interesting tournament, but like you really don't want to pick a guy outside of the top like six. <laughs> because like, he's still five shots back. Yeah, like who do you got? Scheffler, Rory, uh, Hovland, Rom, Cantley, Shoffley, Homa, and then you go to Glover. Like I think even maybe Homa, maybe, but like I feel like at Cantley pretty much you just chop it right off and then. The rest well, would just be five absurd. shots over four days is like you can get that. I'm not worried with that, but the ten like the guys at even, there's like five or six guys at even, like yeah. that's a lot of ground to make up. Yeah, especially when it is the best, not just the like some of the hottest players in the world, like in terms of like recency bias, like Lucas Glover, but like you have Scotty Scheffler, Rory, Rom, Hovland, Fleetwood, like Tom just Ken. even those, just even those four guys, like they don't really choke tournaments, like. They earn their leads and then they hold them here. They already have their leads, and yes, it's earned. But like, I just, I just think they hum too much. They're not afraid to play birdie golf right off the rip. Like, they're not going to be like, oh, I have a few stroke lead. Like, I'm going to start playing conservative. Like, they're not thinking that until they most like, the way through this last round on Sunday. I got a question for you. If the guy in thirtieth wins the event, does he win? He doesn't automatically win the. Oh yeah, you do. Yeah. No. No. Yeah, dude. Yeah, no. I'm almost positive. No. No. Yes. Because last year or two years ago, Alexander Shoffley won it and didn't win the FedEx Cup. This is the only way I think I'm okay with it being the shot differential is if, if whoever wins essentially wins the event. Because the only other way I think of it is everyone's even and then the points get distributed differently. Well, based that's off. what I thought it was. Are you positive? Well, I don't know. I think Because so. I feel like that's that's the whole point. The whole points thing is like you get to have that differential in strokes because the winner of the tournament wins it all. And even if it's not, I think it basically is because the points are probably so multiplied if you win this one where like you're pretty much locked to win. I think there's guys that can't win it. Interesting. I'm almost positive. I'm dying right now. I'm mouth breathing. Yeah, you are. We got to wrap this up because this is <laughs> tough for people listening. But either way, I'll look into that. I I hope it is like that. I hope it is like that. But anyways, um, I got a little, little bit on my on my guy, my boy Xander. If you're gonna if you're gonna bet, this might be the day to bet on. Let's Xander. hear it. Let's hear it. <laughs> He's played 24 career tour championship rounds at Eastlake, and he has, hasn't shot over par. So wow. he either do he's either and he won it two years ago. So he's either due for an overpar round. See if you, you um what's that term when you bet against him? Fade. You fade him. Or you hammer down. I'm hammering down because he's got he it's his time to win. I'll be fading. <laughs> I uh what do you got? It's so hard, like I said. I think Hovland and Cantley are my two guys. Cantley's you think Hovland's gonna go back to back? I could see it, dude. I could see it because, like, he's close enough stroke-wise to get it done, and I just don't see many other guys in that like six to ten or six to twelve slot that have like the firepower to. Put dude, that that'd be back to back, back to back wins. Yeah, that would be that would be crazy. 
That'd be nuts to end the season. FedEx Cup run by two guys. Put that as a storyline there. Golf.com. Andre, so you're going Hovland and Cantley. Cantley. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. I'm going to go Xander and I'm going to go um, Rom. I think he's no due. Scotty he's, picks. No Scotty no. picks. Oh. He started off hot and I think he's going to. He's gonna end hot this season, dude. It feels like a year ago that he won four four events before April. I know it does. It does. I I asked someone who won, or we were talking about the Masters, and someone didn't even know who won the Masters. I probably would have forgot if you asked me on the spot. So yeah, you beat Kepka. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, all right. Well, any big plans this week? This weekend? Uh, I was thinking about maybe heading up to a cottage, but uh, I might stick Ooh. around because April Wine's coming to Aurora Rib Fest. So just some more live music, food, and drinks. Like, sign me up. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, what boy. about you? Golfing? Uh, no, I'm supposed to go up to uh, my cousin's cottage on Saturday and Sunday. So no golf on the weekend for me. Fair enough. Fair enough. Good little detox for you. Get your mind right. Yeah, this is the thing I don't because I just got a good practice, practice session. I worked on some things tonight, and I don't want to lose it. Yeah, so you want to try to field those things out. Well, you got a few days until the weekend, so do your best to get a little action nine in after work. Unreal. Well, I'm I'm gonna take I might take your advice. So we'll Good we'll man. see what happens. All right. Well, pleasure as always. Yeah. Hopefully, get better. Take that cold effects. Take that Nyquil while you while you can, because that oh, stuff yeah, makes you sleep. Like I love Nike. I love Nyquil. Yeah. Nyquil's I'm gonna be all over it. Yeah. But but do like the, the the complete one. Don't get just the regular NyQuil. Get the complete. Well, I'm gonna go with whatever I have in the house because I'm not going to Shoppers Drug Mart at nine thirty on a Tuesday night. I, I'm gonna say it's been done before and it's not the worst play because you'll be lying in bed if you don't have any. You'll be lying in bed at two a.m. going, I should have went at nine thirty. Hundred percent. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, unreal. All right. Well, till next week. Cheers. Cheers. Bye.